welcome to the 252nd episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis! You know, I find that our best episodes are the ones that are palindromic. And uh, I think 252 is going to be uh, going to be one of those. I hope you're right. I'm, I'm hoping to get a lot of questions. I don't know why this episode in particular, I, I woke up and I was like, oh, I just hope I don't get too many questions wrong today. I'm really feeling it today for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to point out what I mean when I say I hope it's one of those. I know it is palindromic for yes. sure. Two, five, saying, two. I hope it's one for the books is what I mean. The twos are back to back. It's five sandwich, if you the will. The twos are back in town. How are you? You've been uh, playing a lot of music lately, and you got, it looks like you got a lot coming up, too. Yeah, I've been playing a fair amount of music. Played a show last night. Uh, your wife uh, came out to the show. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry I sure make you heard it. something about it. Oh, it's okay. You know, when you got the children, um, usually someone ends up staying home to do dad duty so uh or mom duty so yeah i um, had some other art stuff to take care of too oh okay. unfortunately Fantastic. so we were both being creative in our own ways last night good good so uh, yeah it was uh it was a fun show i think sounded good and um yeah just been playing some more music here and there and it's felt very nice yeah you were drumming in the band the dead nettles Yes. With, uh, with David Groves, and you guys are opening for uh, Tim Capello soon. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, but Howell. The sax player from The Lost Boys, you might remember. And from Tina Turner, the recently deceased Tina Turner. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot he played with her. And he was supposed to, I think we talked about this in the past, because he was supposed to come through town right before the pandemic happened. And <sighs> I think he, he had to uh, postpone. And we're getting it back here in Southwest Florida. And you are going to be part of that show. Yeah. Um, uh, the last time he played here, he played at a local art gallery slash tattoo shop slash piercing place, etc., called Howell Gallery in Fort Myers and uh, sold out. So uh, hopefully have a similar situation here. He's such a nice guy. And um, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. Hardcore sax. <laughs> I see what you did there. As for me, I uh, I got a chance to go to the Orlando Toy Con last weekend and sell some art. I want to give a shout out and thank you to our friend John Lewis for inviting me in for that. It was a good time. Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun time. Yeah, we were only one of two art booths set up. It was a true toy convention, kind of a small hall. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got to meet some wrestlers. I met Sting, the icon. I also got to meet, uh, Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello, two AEW wrestlers. And as far as toys go, I got to replace some long lost action figures from my youth, including, uh, many from the nineties aliens, Kenner loin, Kenner line, not the Kenner loin. Oh my gosh. Oh, they spring right from the loin. It's a special cut. No. The, uh, the line of Aliens toys from the movie Aliens from uh, Kenner Toys. I got an Apone and a Bishop action figure, as well as a Bull Alien, Alien Queen, a Gorilla Alien, and uh, one with, like, uh, Battle Damage, a Battle Damage Alien. And they had, a, they had a lot of the original uh, 
accessories as well. I got like the little face hugger accessory in some of the figures. So I'm excited sounds to. Like, yeah, it sounds like you're uh, you're fucking ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to display those. I need I need some more shelf space though, so that's uh, that's next on the agenda. Speaking of your art, I want you to know that last night I was sitting in a booth and uh, enjoying my food, and a waitress comes over and says, "Can you do me a favor?" And someone I was sitting with was like, "Sure," and she said, "Can you take that sloth picture off the wall? Someone just bought it." And I said, "Ah, oh, that's my boy. That's my dude." <laughs> yeah. So they took it, and there was a there was a picture next to it, and the picture had some drippings on it. I don't I don't know what these drippings are. They oh, could no. be equated to looking like possibly some well spread. Um, oh no! M- maybe it was like something getting opened and spraying everywhere or something. But I want you to know that I I took down that that drawing, and I got a damp napkin. And I wiped it off for you, and I cleaned it up for you. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate that. Want to make and sure that no one thinks that someone's all over your pictures. <laughs> I know they get people excited and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a sloth? Well, we're not here to talk about your great shows coming up and that mm-hmm. you played, and we're not here to talk about <laughs> covered art. We are here to talk about trivia. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go do our weekly wrap up. What do you say? That sounds good to me. At Ollie's Pub over the past couple weeks, I actually snapped at a player, Mark. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I heard, totally. while I was uh, reading some questions, you know, and I heard some murmurings, you know, from a table up front. Right in front, too. Mm-hmm. And I get to uh, one of my questions, an anime question, and this fucker in the front row shouts out, Naruto! As a joke. Mother! And I said, please don't fucking shout out the answers, just like I always say in the opening line. Right. And I thought it would come off funny, but there was like a hush. Like, I, I think I just lost my cool, basically. So. Oh, no. Yeah, he uh, he immediately, like, kind of sulked down and put on his toque, even though it's summertime down here in Florida. He had one ready to go. Not toque weather, for sure. Yeah. And, uh,. I felt bad, so I was playing the audio round, and I noticed he got up to go grab something. So I walked over to him and pulled him aside and said, Hey, man, you know, I'm sorry for singling you out like that. I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, I know we're all here to have fun and stuff, and sorry I lost my cool. We made amends and stuff, but I felt bad. But at the same time, you know, when you have a regular that's there and they're listening to the intro, you expect them to abide by the rules. I think he just got excited, you know? He was in the moment, having fun you, with his friends. Yeah, do you think he was, like, making, giving a joke answer? Thinking he was just giving a joke answer? Or he Was he... Man, I got a couple questions. Was he playing? He was playing. Okay, and, so uh, do you think he was giving the answer as, like, a, oh, I don't know anything about anime. I'm just going to say the first anime that comes to mind. Ha ha, it'll be funny because I can't be the answer. No, I think this guy knew the right answer and he said the wrong answer. But to somebody not in the know, they would not know that that was obviously the wrong answer. You know? Oh, so he's trying to throw people off their trail. I think he was joking, but he didn't realize that that could be the consequence of yelling out the answer. You know what I mean? (laughs) Which is why I say don't yell out the answers. You know, let's just have an even playing field here. Unbiased, you know, an unbiased mind going in. So not my proudest moment, but uh, good on you for apologizing. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, as far as the scores go that night, or uh, at Ollie's over the past couple weeks, Just the Tips earned their third consecutive victory at quiz number 540 with 124 points. Just one week before, Pup Quiz earned their first ever victory at quiz number 543 with 129 points, our highest score for the period. And congrats as well to Maximum Effort over at Ollie's for placing in the top three for both of those quizzes. Yowzers. At Pointy Bell Brewing Company, you smell different when you're awake one with 116 points at quiz number 541, while a team of newcomers called Maniacs won the following quiz with 114 points, quiz number 544, where just a single point separated the top four teams. Does that ever happen to you, Mark? Um, it might, it, uh, I don't know. It's, it's been close. I don't know if it's been that close. The top four teams. I triple checked those scores <clears throat> before I read them out. Um, Debbie from team maniacs though, who ended up winning that quiz wrote a uh, recap on our Facebook page. And I just want to read this here because this is perhaps one of the most enthusiastic Facebook comments we've ever gotten regarding Ooh. one of our live trivias. It says we won. No one was more surprised than me than we beat all the, quote, young whippersnappers at Pointy Bell Brewing Company, Fort Myers. We all did pretty good with answering the questions, but Rob and Jody knew a lot of stuff. And it was Jody who got the final question right, and we wagered 21 points to win the final round. A great time was had by all. Damn. And then a, sh a champagne emoji. But I, I don't know, actually, if a great time was had by all, because there was one team that I did forget to read their score uh, at the end of round number two, and they got very upset and left. And I I, re I literally ran after them like, you guys got 42 points! You guys got 42 points! But they didn't even look at me. They were just done with it. So uh, I should have well, been double-checking... Uh, not just the uh, the point values, but that I read the scores themselves as well. I've done that. I've I've left teams off, and I I've a couple times forgotten to tally the points for the Zoom players and gotten gone through, and they're like, "What about us?" And I'm like, "Oh my bad," um, you know, if I'm really up against the uh, the gun time wise. So um, I feel you there. I think uh, every quizmaster has been there, especially when you're dealing with so many teams. Absolutely, and sometimes uh, I need to double check this too because if a team goes negative, it'll shoot their score all the way to the bottom of my spreadsheet. And if I have some empty cells in there that are registering a zero, it'll be like really at the bottom, so I don't even see it. So occasionally Man. a team will come up and say, "Hey, you didn't read our score at the final readout," and I go, "Oh yeah, you guys got negative seven points. <laughs> yeah, you guys are real bad. <laughs> you got to come back next you week. You don't and, want me uh, to read this. We're starting you back off at negative seven <laughs> next week. You, you'll get back up there though. Don't yep. worry." Give it some time. And at Fathom's Restaurant and Bar, Mark, I actually asked your NBA shot clock question this oh. week at, uh, at Fathom's. 55% of my team's getting that right, which I think is a great percentage for a medium difficulty question. That fits right in there with just a little over half the crowd getting that right. So I want to compliment you on that question. Worked Thanks. Well yeah. Me. I think fathoms is a good crowd for it too. Mm -hmm. I see. I can see fathoms having a lot of sports lovers. They got a there, lot like of just sports enough. fans coming yeah. in. Ollie's is like music and video games. Fathom seems to be very sports and history and pop culture focused. And pointy bell is potpourri. It's just a, a mixed bag. Basically a smattering. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, quiz number 542. That was won by the team Soggy Bottoms. That's Captain Nick Williams' team. Oh. Who maintained a lead through the entire quiz, ending with 120 points. The following week, another team of new players called Working in Paradise won quiz number 544 with 125 points. So I was very happy to see a couple new teams coming out and winning their first quiz. Um, you know, showing that it's not just, you know, the regulars that, that come in and they just like run the place, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Give them what for. This last quiz, though, it was uh, it was a little difficult for me because, as you know, at Fathoms, I am outside without cover and it did start raining at the end oh. of round number two. Luckily, it was right at the end of round two. So uh, I was able to kind of finish up the round very quickly. And I said, uh, hold on, everybody. The music's going to, you know, die for just a second, but I'll be right back in a few minutes. And Nick came over and helped me move my table. That wasn't he didn't win that quiz. He won the previous week. So don't think I gave him <laughs> extra points for helping me move the table. Yeah, it was but, I went under the uh, the awning and I was in a new spot, which I was dry, but also not the best spot to be hosting trivia from. The speaker was a little bit out of the way and stuff like that. So I think it might be in time for me to invest in uh, some kind of uh, canopy. Uh, yeah, canopy, an event tent, something like that. You should do it inside an actual tent. <laughs> a camping tent? Yeah. <laughs> Lay down Just poke my head bed. out. Hey, yep. everybody. I'm back. Don't even to do that. Question. Don't ask They'll what just... I'm doing in here. They'll just see the mic cable go into a tent, and you'll just ask everything from the zipped-up tent. That's how it felt for my new position when I moved, because I was, like, behind everybody. So oh. my voice was being projected from uh, s stage left <laughs> behind them. Not great. Not a great scenario, but we made how it awkward. Through. We made it through round three. Mark, how did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza recently? I don't remember two weeks ago, but last week, Left of Sanity with a sweep, they came in a couple times, and uh, they said that this may have been their best night of trivia. Or maybe it was last week they said that. Actually, I believe they won last week, too, and then they came this week. Uh, they won the first round with uh, 33 points out of perfect first round. Nice. Which, if you know my trivia, is pretty difficult to do. They didn't uh, brag about it, did they? They did not. No. That's why they kept winning. That's why they're great. <laughs> uh, they had a nearly perfect second round getting the last question wrong, and then uh, a nearly perfect third round with one question wrong, uh, with an overall uh, winning uh, score of 80 points. However, on Zoom, they had two teams that beat them, Rose and Connor and their little bunny Cookie, and Whiskey Tango. Uh, Rose and Connor with 83 points, Whiskey Tango with 84. So whis Whiskey Tango winning by one point yeah love a single point difference oh boy teams. yeah and left of sanity got the last question correct but they only wagered five points so they got to 80 they did win locally but if had they had gone all in then they would have had a monster score they would have had 95 points wagering has had such an impact on my trivia recently too either teams not wagering when they should have or wagering too much when they shouldn't have very interesting. I love Very. it. Yeah. Adds a mixes it up a little bit there at the end of the game. A little spice. If you missed our quizzes and you'd like to join us for trivia soon, we're at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral on a new night. We're there on Tuesdays now. Don't forget at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards. Free cards. Which you can use at the bar on one of their signature sandwiches. 
or on one of their signature beverages. I don't know if they have signature beverages, actually. Mostly stuff out of a can. There's a few things on draft, though. You can use your gift card on that. And try the many Ollie-licious offerings on the menu at Ollie's Pub every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. when we have our weekly quiz. Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy God-tier smash burgers yes. from our weekly food vendor. You can come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company on Wednesdays at 7.30. And on Thursdays, we're over back in Cape Coral at Fathom's Restaurant and Bar, located in wonderful Cape Harbor. We'll be offering Fathom's gift cards for first, second, and third place at our newest weekly quiz event. Come enjoy some perfect pub provisions alongside our quiz based on your category requests at Fathom's in Cape Coral on Thursdays. That quiz starting a little bit earlier, folks, 6.30 p.m. at Fathom's on Thursday. And of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. Yeah. For a link to the Zoom meeting, check the show notes or visit bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Nice Guys Pizza Trivia. Mm. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and join our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us, won't you? Oh my god. There it was. That was disgusting. That thing was sitting inside that entire intro. <clears throat> that was sitting inside of you the whole time. Yeah. Jesus. It finally emerged. Anyway. Well, I would say Thank you for I, your concern. I would be I would be curious to know whether people are more grossed out by mouth sounds of me drinking or eating something or by that belch. Well, I'm averaging one belch per hundred episodes or so. Yeah, but yeah. I mean there are some people that just when it comes to belches, it really really does it for them. I apologize well, to I all mean, of you. you know, hey, look. To you and them. I appreciate you. Let's take a little break, and then we'll come back with our first round of trivia. Yeah. You might have realized we're back now. We're back in the show. We are that we've got that. The memory of that burp is gone. It mm-hmm. is long forgotten and we're ready to do some trivia. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of burps, I've got something related to food here. It's a food science question. Okay. Food science. What type of sugar is naturally present in milk, adding body and sweetening the flavor? What sugar is naturally present in milk, adding body and sweetening the flavor. I'm going to say, I believe, going off going off of the glucose and the coses, I'm going to say it's lactose. That's correct. Yep. That's right. That's the key there, the suffix, the 
OSE suffix fructose, glucose, lactose. Sucralose. Mm-hmm. That's There's a, another that's one. A thing. Um, not 100% sure what it is, but it's a word. It's uh, uh, the sugar from the sucral plant. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, all right. Here is your first question uh, from me. In Greek mythology, what did Prometheus steal from Zeus and give to mankind? Well, Prometheus is known as stealing fire from the gods. I'm, I'm tempted to think that this might be some kind of a trick question, like, he actually just stole flint or a component to make fire. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I'm just going to go with the simple answer here that I've always heard referred to in. Uh, it's not really an axiom, but in the story fire. That is correct. Beavis would be proud. <laughs> fire, fire, fire. Technology. We're just zipping right along here. Well, easy ones to begin. I, you yeah. gave me an easy one. I would feel bad giving Thank you a really, you. really tough one. So, so I we'll, appreciate we'll, that. We'll go on. Tit for tat. This is a technology question. The movie Jaws. This is a July movie. We're here recording at the end of July here. The first big summer blockbuster, they say. Mm-hmm. Has another first, actually. Mm. The movie Jaws was the first commercial release for what optical video disc format that was the first of its kind when it debuted on the market in 1978. I'll read that for you one more time here. The movie Jaws was the first commercial release for what optical video disc format that was the first of its kind when it debuted on the market in 1978? Um, I mean, I don't know this for sure. My gut says laser disc. Um, even though you have disc in the name, but I can't think of anything else to say. So I'm going to say laser disc. That's right. Maybe, Uh, maybe you're, you, you keyed into something here. Maybe I should say optical video format. That might be, instead of disc, that might be better obfuscate the answer a little bit. Well, I mean, I it, it, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, could be seen as a possible red herring, mm-hmm. the glitter, the right. Beyonce. Oh, it's shining, baby. The glitter's shining on this question. We know. We know. <laughs> was it Beyonce? That was Beyonce. Beyonce was the answer to year one, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I gave a short list of, of potential answers, but because of how we've presented our, our question writing format, you, you thought, oh, it can't be Beyonce because she was listed in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good point. Thank you for uh, thank you for illuminating the glitter on that question. You're you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Uh, here is your next question from me. What is Joe Biden's middle name? Joe Biden's middle name. Hmm. 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 He's our president, Lee. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I know your middle name. I believe it's Scott, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. It's not the question. But I yeah. know. I'm moving you're, you're warming towards up. degrees of familiarity. You know, I'm starting with you. 
warming up some middle names. Going over to Joe Biden now. Um, let's see here. Joseph blank Biden. Joseph R. Biden. I feel like I might have heard that before. That is correct. I will give you that. Okay. In that case, I'm going to fully commit to my first, the first name that popped in my head, which is Robert. Joseph Robert Biden. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Ah! His middle name, I don't think, is very sussable unless you know it. Um, It's a kind of strange middle name. His name is Joseph Robinette Biden. Huh. Robinette. Is it spelled the E-T-T-E on the end? Yes. Like a small Robin? R-O-B-I-N-E-T-T-E. That's exactly right. Huh. Like a diminutive Robin. <laughs> Interesting. It is. Does he know any <laughs> Bruce Wayne's? You seem flummoxed. <laughs> <laughs> you seem just like bowled over by this news. Okay. So that will explain why they refer to him as Joseph R. Biden. <laughs> that's a, they're it not all s- makes sense saying now. out that long ass name. Middle name. Okay. Well. Here's my next question. Maybe okay. from his era. It's a retro toys question. This is actually a little bit before his, his era, probably. But what classic toy construction set was designed in 1914 and was centered around a two-inch tall wooden spiel piece? I'm sorry, a wooden spool piece that had eight holes drilled into its side with which to insert connecting rods. I'll read that for you one more time here. Please. What classic toy construction set was designed in 1914 and was centered around a two-inch tall wooden spool piece that had eight holes drilled into its side with which Mm. to insert connecting rods? Yeah, I've seen these before, and I don't know what they're called. Um, I think connect is in the name. Um. But I don't, I, I, it's one of those things where I've seen it all the time and have never stopped to find out what they're called. I'll say, uh, connects. Mm, that's very close. Connects came out later. And I think we're based on this, uh, the concepts presented in this earlier set from 1914. I think connects might've been made entirely of plastic molded plastic even okay. the answer i'm looking for is tinker toys those are tinker toys okay i've toys. always heard the term tinker toys but never knew what they were and now now i do yeah if i now remember I correctly know. they uh, they came in the long tube and they had a few of these wooden spool pieces and some rods and that's uh the methods by which you would use to construct your creations Lee, for my last question of the first round, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to be a kind man and I'm going to give you a little underhand one. Okay. What kind of oil is in demand as a dietary supplement, a varnish in wood finishing, a hardener in putty, and was a significant advancement in the technology of oil painting? I would guess based on that last clue that you gave, that is... Batmanette oil. No, I'm just kidding. That was a Robinette joke. Yeah, I got it. That was terrible. All right, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, Lindsay Doyle. I can Doyle hear my... people groaning in their car <laughs> at their place of work while they're taking their morning jog. Everyone's stomachs just simultaneously growling and their eyes rolling into the back of their head. Those burps emerging. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's just move on here. Lindsay Doyle. Lindsay Doyle is correct. Yes. Um, got that question in part from your. Uh, Manet versus Monet, watch them pound oh, yeah. each other into linseed oil. Right. So uh, there you go. A much better joke I made once. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. All right, let's uh, let's take a little break. Now I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Before we go into break here. Okay. My next round isn't going to be so kind. My next okay. round ain't going to be so easy. All right. Same, honestly. Okay. Let's well, break. Good. And prepare, and All we'll right. be back with uh, no note and our second round of questions. Sick. back and it's time for some no notes no 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 notes no no notes you know i was not ready at all you jumped into that so fast sorry you want to take it again no it's fine solo it okay we heard from rumble snailskin brian here the no note what's up lee and mark rumble snailskin here with just a quick question uh-huh why do you limit the size of participants per teams in your games? Ooh. I host trivia, and the restaurants love the big tables. Bigger checks. Also, I found that too many players typically allows for too many choices on an answer, so it doesn't seem to be an advantage. Typically, teams with three players seem to be the most successful, so I don't limit my team size. Just curious to hear your thoughts. Also, thanks for playing my Rate My Question. I asked about James Cameron's wives and forgot that he was currently married. You might remember the question mark from uh, episode 240 that was film director James Cameron has been married. Uh, He wrote four times. Three of his ex-wives worked in the film industry, a producer, a director, and an actress. Name two of them. We were able to identify two of them, but we also discovered that James Cameron's been married five times, not four. Ooh. And uh, you can hear the rest of our breakdown, folks, on episode 240 for that. But we want to address Brian's question here. Not a rate my question, but why do we limit our team sizes? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Well, I can. I actually have a little bit of news regarding this, which I'll, I'll just let you know. Um, I am stopping. Interestingly enough, uh, since this question came in, I've decided to stop limiting my team sizes, mainly because when I first went to Fathoms, there were immediately several teams of 10 plus people. And uh, I said, let's try it out. You know, we'll try it out for for tonight in the next couple of weeks. And three or four weeks went by and it didn't really seem to have much of an impact on uh, the score. Like Brian was suggesting some of the larger teams did not perform as well as some of the smaller teams. And even one of those larger teams came back the next week with less people and did better. Mm. So uh, I expanded this out to uh, Ollie's and pointy bell as well. And 
I will no longer be uh, limiting my my team sizes for the reasons that that I've mentioned and, and that Brian suggests as well. So I uh, I was previously of the opinion, you know, that it created an unfair advantage. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, the restaurant like Fathoms, you know, they, they like the larger team size. They're cool with it. And I think that much to my chagrin, you know, the email that I got a few months ago, that guy won. <laughs> he won. He got his way in the Damn. end. But it wasn't from his forceful push. I just want no. to point that out. Um, so, yeah, Brian, I, I'm with you on, on this one. I think I'm uh, I'm going to stop limiting my team sizes across the board at, at my trivia. And uh, I think that that's a good recommendation. Now, Mark, what do you think about this? Um, I yeah. know I just kind of dropped this on you right now that I was, no, I was changing oh, my I mean, methodology. I've, but I've definitely got some thoughts on it. Um, I mean, you know, I would say I understand where he's coming from. Um, and, um, geez, where to begin? I mean, yeah, obviously every restaurant wants big team. They, they don't, here's the thing. The restaurants don't want big teams. They want big tables Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying they can't sit together. I'm not saying they can't come in a giant group. Um, I'm saying that they cannot have 12 or 15 people who all may be well-versed in stuff. Um, going up against a team of two or three, um, you know, I, I understand where he's coming from. And I think, you know, kind of in a funny way, his viewpoint of, um, you, you know, you saying, you saying like you, you tested it out and noticed that there was not a huge change in who got more points, et cetera, is kind of how I've always viewed, people being allowed to have their phones out because I, I have not in all the time that I've not, you know, given people a hard time about being able to be on their phones during rounds, etc. I have not had, I, I could count on my, both of my hands in the nine years I've been at nice guys. I think times where I've had like someone is cheating. Like this is, this is a problem. And so, I mean, I guess I would implore you that if you're, uh, if you're trying out some stuff and you want to see if it is affecting scores, you'd probably find the same thing. If you allowed people to have, to have their phones out. Oh no. I mean, that's, <laughs> I can't do that mainly because <laughs> it, it just, uh, it antagonizes the other teams so much. I forgot to mention well, this. No, no, I, I think that, I think that large I, I think one of the things about ha- allowing large teams is that it antagonizes other teams. And that to me is one of the biggest reasons to have a limit because you'll have teams that will roll their If a team with a, with a large size wins, then there are a lot of teams that just roll their eyes and go, of course you just come in here with 10 or 12 people or, you know, eight people or nine people, any number more than, <laughs> what your limit is and of course of course they won like it's it's like a david and goliath thing but uh you know when it does happen you just have to sit there and be like well just because they have a lot of people doesn't mean that they can win and then it's like well but they did and that sucks that they have you know four times more people than my team which is just me or me and one other person i i i don't care i mean if if someone i i understand his point and if I go to a place and they say there's a limit of five or there's a limit of 
there's no limit. I'm fine either way. I mean, neither is going to keep me from playing if I go there because I want to play, but I still think that I, I still think that it makes it a little more, you know, it's attempting to make it a little more fair. I, I totally get what you're saying about the, uh, the phone thing t- as well, but I don't know that they're exactly equitable. Um, having 15 people versus the entire knowledge of the internet is a pretty big knowledge gap, you know, and you could, you could get a lot more information easily from your phone than you could from 14 people that are sitting with you. Well, so, that's assuming that they're using the entire power of the internet to, to answer questions. So it's, it's, I mean, you know, everybody sitting at the table, you know, the thing is, is I've gone up to people, you know, I've gone up to tables with eight people. I go, we have a, we have a hard limit of six and they go, you know, kind of like that guy, well, these two people aren't going to play. And I go, do you mean to tell me, I go, what are you, what are you really into? What do you do for a job? And they'll be like, I clean pools. And I'll be like, do you mean to tell me if I asked a question about what kind of acid is used in cleaning pools that you're, or what kind of chemicals used in cleaning pools, you're not going to answer. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of like look down and I'm like, you know, I get it. Uh, you know, I understand that you you think you're not going to play, but you you're only saying that because you may have a lot of self doubt. You may, you know, this that or the other thing, you know. But I know that when push comes to shove, and you have the opportunity to answer and help out your friends, you're going to do it, and so that's fine. Just be on one of these two teams, and if you're able to help them out you can. And if you can't, you can't, but I think a lot of people think they know less than they do. Um, and so I think that is different than being on your phone and talking to your friends outside of work and doing whatever and wanting to be able to decompress and just like, you know, doom scroll Facebook or whatever, uh, you know, instead of being under the auspices of using, you know, of using the, the internet to look up answers. Again, I understand why you do it, I don't 100% agree with it. You know, we've gone back and forth on this a couple times. I respect your your stance. Um, but I mean, I um like I said, I've had very very few times I feel on this podcast where I've been like something's up. And you know, when when left of sanity gets a whole round right, um, you know, I know that um I think they were playing they were telling me they were playing at Beef O'Brady's and H Bomb had in headphones. And a team was like uh, either I can't remember it was another team or the the person that was in charge kind of was like, Hey, I think he's being fed answer, you know, like one of those things. I mean, <laughs> you know, people, people Somebody in the bathroom always... with their phone <laughs> speaking into it, telling him the answers on a call. Right. I yeah. just look that up. It's Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon is the answer. like, who's going to go through those fucking, you know, to win like a $25 beef O'Brady's gift card. Give me a break. So, I mean, uh, again, I get it. I understand it. On my end, I would rather people be able to do that stuff and deal with it if I need to deal with it um, than, you know, have to go around and, and eagle-eye everybody and stuff. And if you'd rather just let 10-person teams not break up into two five-person teams, hey, man, more power to you. I love you. I know that you're, you know, you're a smart guy, this guy who hosts trivia. I, you know, I, I completely, completely get it. Um, I don't think Greg would care one way or another at nice guys, but to me, it's just, it's just, I've, I've barely ever heard a peep from someone when I go, our team limit is, is, you know, six, you guys can break up into two teams or you guys can play and not win anything. No one ever gives me guff. They either tell you, I I got a lot of guff for that, that email. Oh, well, I mean, that guy is a fucking, (laughs) that guy is just a monster. (laughs) 
I will say um, there. I, I did roll into host uh, trivia dollies, and one of my regular teams. They were sitting at a table, and they said, "Oh, let me introduce you to uh, you know my brother and his wife." And they were sitting off to the side, and I was like, "Oh, you guys are in two teams today." And they were like, "Yeah, this would put us at eight. And I said, "You know what, guys? You all just sit together." <laughs> and they were Feels so good. happy. Felt good, they, huh? They could have sat together. I always, I always tried to tell people if I was trying to break them up, like, I don't care if you sit together. You know, just try to um, evoke a spirit of friendly competition amongst the two teams. But yeah, I think uh, I think I'm going to nix that. You know, as long as it's not like flagrantly abused. You know, if like some of my regular teams come and they're like, all right, well. I mean, I guess what's the problem with that? If they want to have a giant 35 person team or something like that, I will also say I've always, I've also gone to teams, especially larger teams, like 10 people or whatever, and said, you guys can play together. This is before I, because for a while I didn't really have a limit. I never said it. It wasn't until you read that letter that I started like actually saying like you did, like we have a limit of six, but you know, I would say to people back in the day, I'd be like, you guys can play but, you know, your first run, you're going to win, like, a shirt and a pair of, gla- like, sunglasses. There's 10 of you here. How do you split that? You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, at that point, it's just, like, give it to whoever who cares. Or, like, $25 off your bar tab for what's going to be, like, a multi-hundred dollar bar tab. It's a drop in a bucket for a team that large. Um, but you know, it means a lot to someone who's playing with just like two or three people or whatever. Um, you know, that ends up buying them a pizza when they're sharing one pizza between them. So, I mean, again, completely get it. Um, I look forward to the day where you lax your rules on, on cell phones. No, Um, don't say that. Come on. (laughs) I forgot to mention in my weekly wrap up that I had somebody at uh, one of my events, um, they it was question number six of the seven question round and they pulled out their phone and another team saw them do this and rather than just like come up and tell me on the sly several people on the team started going like this very loudly and pointing pointing them out she's on her phone she's on her phone and so i said y'all it's only 20 minutes, you know, please keep your phones away. So I don't have to take points away from you. And then the lady came up and she said, my daughter's in Alaska. And I said, my okay, f- well, it's only five minutes. Unless it's an emergency. I think it's fine. Like this will be your warning. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to penalize you later. She was like, you're not going to penalize us now. Are you? And I was like, this is a warning. Just, you know, once I, once I have your answer sheets back, then go back on your phone. But until then, please, please keep it away. And she kept it away for the rest of the night. But, I, I love that, you know, like I had another situation where uh, somebody came up to me after the quiz is over and was like, I don't know what you're going to do, buddy. Everybody's on their phones. And I'm like, well, you didn't tell me when it was happening, so I can't do anything about it now. Oh, well, I don't want to be that guy. Well, first of all, you're being that guy right now. <laughs> right. And but second, you're being I can't that guy do anything at a time about where it. I can't do anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So just be the guy in the moment. To me, the the funny uh, antithetical to that is I think there was one time I can't remember. Maybe it was Seth. Maybe it was someone else who came up and said, "Just want to let you know, um, that team over there had their phones out the entire time." And I went, "Oh no, them!" And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, 
Well, I asked them, I asked a question about what country is something, and they put Texas. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> Again, yeah, you have the power of the internet at your fingertips, but you're, you know, a lot of these people are not using it. They're just on, you know, Tinder or they're on Instagram or they're on Facebook saying, look what a good time we're having. They're not looking stuff up. They're just, you know, a lot of these teams that are on their phones get in the negatives. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of yeah. them. Um, and of course, you know, I, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a power that you can use for good or you can use for evil your phone. So, um, Okay, it is what it is, but uh, I appreciate the I appreciate the question um, about uh, team sizes and uh, your experiment to see how that affected uh, you know not having those that cap has affected your scores. But I'll probably keep it at least at least for now until it becomes an issue. I will say one more thing before we move on from this because we've talked about this for like ten minutes now. Um, there was one night where um, girls on top who plays every week at um, at nice guys, they had one extra person. They usually play with six people. They had one person extra and they were like, they were kind of giving me like, uh. and so I went up to the microphone and I said, we have a, we have a hard limit of six. We have a team that plays every week that has an extra person that came and it was like visiting or something by round of applause. I want you to tell me whether or not they should be able to still win prizes if you don't think they should be able to win prizes, applaud, smattering of applause. If you think they should still be able to, go ahead and applaud. And, it was, and the applause was overwhelming, so I left them in to be able to win. I don't even think they won anything. Uh, maybe they won like one round or something like that. But um, that is something else that I've done. Very democratic. I try. Yeah. I try. Thank you, Brian, for your uh, question. And if you would like to write us, maybe you've got a question, or maybe you've got a rate my question or a little no note. In the words of Quizmaster Mark on this here podcast, two rights right a wrong. You being right and you writing in. And you can write to us at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or you can give us a call at 1 929 356. 69 66 or find us on social media and please if you haven't take a moment to review our show on apple spotify Podchaser, good pods or wherever else you might find our show available for rating and review yes yes are you ready for the first question of the second round Absolutely. What infamous 80s dance club is featured in the film Desperately Seeking Susan? I'm not ready for this question. <laughs> I'll allow Desperately you to Seeking yourself. Susan. That's a movie? It is. Oh. I was thinking of the TV show Starring Suddenly Mad Susan. Anna. Oh, no. Different Susan. Yeah. Hmm. Infamous 80s dance club? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of clubs and first I'm thinking Studio 54, which uh I'm pretty sure was a 70s thing. And then I was thinking of CBGB's, 
which also, I believe, was a 70s thing. I mean, I guess it, it lived throughout the 80s and 90s and even the 2000s. I'm not exactly sure when CBGB's folded, but I wouldn't call that necessarily a dance club either. That's more of like a punk music venue. Um, there's a name in my mind that sounds very 90s, maybe 80s. And I think I'm going to go with that just on a lark here. Okay. Danceteria. That's my answer. Holy shit. Lee, that is correct. Yes! <laughs> wow. Yes! Wow, wow, wow. I've never seen that movie. Holy shit. Dude, I Dan- think I don't think any team, maybe one team, I don't think any team's got that right. <laughs> way to be you know if i had a team they probably wouldn't have agreed with me on that they'd be like you never saw it (laughs) so there you go sometimes the smallest team of one is the most effective wowzers (laughs) i'm feeling good i'm feeling great thought you said these questions would be harder mark yeah seriously (laughs) i just want to announce real quick in real time max verstappen has just run the won the hungaro ring i was wondering what you were looking over there at i thought somebody kept walking into your room no, no, no. You got F1 on, huh? I got F1 on, yep. He did it. How would you feel about an F1 question? Uh, um, so, all right. Okay. <laughs> I'll ask it. It was what I was going to ask anyway, so oh, how wow. fortuitous. Look at this fucking timing. Yeah. What Austrian Formula One driver suffered a crash in 1976 that left him so injured that he was actually read his last rights? But rebounded and was back behind the wheel six weeks later for the Italian Grand Prix. I got to make sure I don't fuck this up. Uh, Nikki Lauder or Lauda Lauder. Lauda is correct. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Nikki I, Lauda. I, well, I backed up. I said, I said <laughs> Lauda and then I said Lauder. Like what the fuck am I talking about? It seems like you were doing that thing where maybe you write both down and then hope that the quiz master has no, no, mercy I, on you. I think, I, I think that though I've lived so I think we've talked about that. I, I was born in Maine, mm-hmm. right? And in Maine, R's don't exist at the ends of words. So Lauder would be said Lauda. You oh, there's know, well, no, there, there is like no a, R here though. No, no, no. I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is when I was saying Lauda, I, I like, there was a part of my brain that was like, mm. oh, you need to like correct that because you ended it with an A, not an ER. Gotcha. So I was like, Wait, I was like, wait a minute. What the fuck am I saying? Like, is it like, is it Lauder or am I hearing it with like a main accent in my head? And that's why I, that's why I said Lauder. And then I was like, what am I talking? It's, it's Lauda. Right. But even saying it when I say Lauda, like makes me think of like a New York, like his name is Nikki Lauda. Right. You know, where it's mm-hmm. supposed to be Lauder or like, you know, like I said, like my mom, whenever she said the the, the last end of a word that had an ER it was always an A. <laughs> So. Did you ever hear this one? Close the winder. Yeah, that's yes. a southernism. Yep. Shut um, the winder. Yeah. Um, so that crash was nasty. Um, very, very fucking frightening. He did end up bouncing back. Um, there was another guy um, who suffered a really, really bad crash. Um, just like right around the time I started getting an F1. Roman Grosjean, who... Um, I mean, it was fire. You were like, this man is fucking dead. 
I think they I were saw trying this to one put actually. it out. I mean, it was, and they they talk about it in um, in uh, Drive to Survive, and all the drivers just like fucking staring there, like, and then all of a sudden he just like pops up out of nowhere and suffered. He like was able to walk to the fucking. I mean, his car Lee was torn in fucking half. This thing was demolished. Um, it's. I, you know, it's one of those things that would make you believe in a higher power. I think if you, if you survived it, it, it was incredible that he survived and, and was generally was mostly unscathed. He had some burns on his hands, I think, and you know, some other stuff, but he was by and large fine. It's very, very scary. Imagine uh, going back six weeks later, like Lauda did, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's the love of the game right there. And that man, he Lotta got fucked up, man. Ugh, boy. Dangerous shit. Oh, I need to ask a question. Hi, huh? you got me in my feelings talking about Please. F1. Um, here is your uh, next question. Uh, see, now I'm like questioning all my questions here. Because now, now because, because I told you they were going to be really hard, I now I feel like I really need to like come in. Oh um, man, come on. Just give me the ones you were going to give me before. Okay. All right. What type of bread was first introduced in 1982 by Arnaldo Cavallari? 1982? Mm. <sighs> what kind of bread? Yeah. What type of bread was first introduced in 1982 by Arnaldo Cavallari? 80s bread. That's what we're talking 80s about here. Bread. The category is 80s bread. <laughs> the new bread on the scene <clears throat> for the 80s. Yeah. New decade, new bread. To go 80s. along with that new coat. That was an 80s thing, too. It was. They just wanted to refresh everything in the 80s, basically. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Okay. Well, I was born in the 80s, so all breads from that era have been with me since the beginning of time, basically. Mm. I was not introduced to a new bread in the eighties. I feel like I might've heard this before and I've got two types of bread coming into my mind. Maybe they're not right, but one is ciabatta, which you might use to make a panini. And the other is focaccia. Those are two types of Italian bread. Or bread with Italian names, anyway. What did you say the introducer's name was? Arnaldo Cavallari. C-A-V-A-L-L-A-R-I. Hmm. Did I spell that right? C-A-V-A-L-L-A-R-I. I don't know if that's what I said, but that's it. Which one of these breads has been around longer? I hate this. I wish only one of them came into my mind. Because now I have to pit them against each other. I mean, I have just out of curiosity, just from the quizmaster's mind, you've now you're you're not considering any other types of bread. Well, those are the first two that came to mind. I'm thinking maybe there's a reason that they came to mind. Okay. Um, it, it. I mean, it certainly could be another type of bread. Um, but you're not entertaining that. Well, I could be here all day thinking of breads. <laughs> you That's know. True. Um type of bread bread machine bread <laughs> those came out around the 80s probably right bread machines did you have one of those i have a feeling they were a 70s thing uh i've never had a bread machine i've thought about getting one 
Um, but I mean, you know, I think you can make bread pretty easy just with an oven. You can. It. I mean, it removes a couple steps for you. You know, oh, it, I would say it, it does make it a little bit easier. Um, Do you have a bread machine? I don't. I did have one in my college years, which I used probably twice in five years that took me to get through college. Okay. Um, and the loaves were good, but <laughs> the loaves were bountiful and good. <laughs> they, they were good. Nice, soft, warm bread. I actually, when I sold it, I was, I sold it at a, uh, at a garage sale and I made a little commercial for my garage sale. I was just going to, I was and, just thinking about yeah, that when you said I, your college years, even I made a, I made a loaf for the video. Um, to just to demonstrate that it worked, you know, as if to on say, camera, this can be yours. Yeah, I'll post a link to that uh, commercial in the show notes if you want to check that out. Loaf included. Um, Kasha ciabatta. <sighs> Did paninis exist before the eighties? I don't know that they did. I feel like maybe that's a recent invention. I'm going to go with ciabatta. Lee, you're two for two, baby. It's yeah! Chibata. All right. Way to go. <laughs> Thank you, Panini. What a great sandwich. The Panini helping out. Eat my Panini at Danceteria. <laughs> All right, give it to me. What have you got? 80s music. Let's keep it going. Okay. 80s it's music. 80s, baby. Despite having a music video condemned by the Vatican... What song by 80s music queen Madonna hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in April of 1989? And it was the titular lead single off of the artist's fourth album. Despite having a music video condemned by the Vatican. Like a prayer. What song by Madonna hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in April of 1989 and was the titular lead single off the artist's fourth album. It's got to be like a prayer. Why is that? Well, because there's a lot of uh, religious imagery. Um, like there's a weird, like Jesus made out of some weird material. It turns into a black dude. And I think she's like hooking up with him, kind of, or like trying to make out with him or something. You know, she's wearing rosaries and it's a whole thing. It's uh yeah, it's a whole thing. I'm I'm pretty sure it's like a prayer. And I will say, man, that chorus where it's got like the uh like the 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 I don't know like like the church choir singing. God, it's so good. Uh great song. Like a prayer. Mark, that's right. Yes. That's correct. Now, I wanna say I just love this question because many people did not write down like a prayer. Oh. Many people wagered it all on like a virgin 1989 come on get with it folks come the that's fuck exactly on. the key it's a little late for like a virgin but i love that you can kind of mess with the crowd on this one because when you read the answer you could say the answer is like a and there's two potential answers there and it created just a great dramatic moment in the, in the quiz yes and it was the final That's question good. of that night too so oh it was, wow it, no it meant way. everything it meant everything it meant it all yeah and papa don't preach is another religious uh, madonna song with religious undertones that could be a potential answer i don't know that anybody wrote it down on my quiz but papa uh, don't preach is 85 maybe okay 
I mean, it's it's a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the good thing, thank you. The good thing is, uh, the thing about it is, Madonna has done many things that could be condemned by the church. <laughs> she has done and said many, many things that could be condemned by the church. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's a good question, and I can't believe. Um, I can't believe people wrote down like a virgin because it was so uh... many most, I would say most teams wrote it down. There was uh, two or three out of about 20, 21 teams that got it right. Damn. And well, most teams wrote down like a virgin. I consider myself. Uh, I consider myself lucky to have gotten that. Uh, here's your last question from me for the second round. What vocation would require someone to use a plexor? What vocation would require, you said? Yes. Or allow? Would require. require. Require somebody to use a plexor. At some point, anyway. P-L-E-X-O-R? That's it. Just got to get my danceteria ciabatta brain going here and we'll be right as rain in just a few moments. <laughs> uh, Plexor. Hmm. Well, they make that, uh, that software to steal TV and movies called Plex. Maybe it's a media pirate. <laughs> no, 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 that no, one no, went over no. as well as uh Batman. Ed. <laughs> Plexor, uh, plexiglass, plexi, plexor, plexiglass. What is plexiglass? It's not real glass, right? It's plastic glass. It it relates to plastic. Vocation. A plexor. Man, vocation. So this is some kind of like laborial job. Hmm. Not one of them thinking jobs like a CEO has. <clears throat> or a quiz master for that mind. No, I'm just kidding. Quiz, quiz mastery has a lot of labor involved, actually. Especially <laughs> if you have a very large trivia venue walking around and stuff. Dude, Fathoms is so large. I don't, I don't, I usually drink a beer when I'm hosting trivia. Yeah. I don't even have time to drink a beer, man. Jeez. I'm just moving when I'm there. Anyway, um, a plexor. My man's on one running around. Mm hmm. 35 teams. Maybe window installation? Window installer? Window cleaner? Maybe that's the term for what a. I mean, maybe it's. I was gonna say that that could be what a squeegee is really called, but I'm trying to imagine somebody going. I don't want to call that thing a plexor anymore. I want to call it a, something fun, a squeegee, because it makes that noise. Squeegee, <laughs> squeegee, 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 squeegee. A plexor, man. I don't know. This one is tough. I wonder if this is the type of question that you ask and uh, somebody that's playing says just kind of like your pool analogy earlier, like, oh, this is, you know, this is my question. I, I, I work in this trade. Can I ask you if uh, anybody got this right? Yes. 
Did anybody get this right? Yes, they did. Oh, okay. I thought you were guessing my Sorry, question yeah. if I could ask. <laughs> yes, you're allowed to ask. <laughs> Plex. Suplex. Going to my wrestling knowledge here. It's where you lift somebody over yourself to lift. Maybe it's a forklift. I've gone a couple different directions here. I've gone plexiglass, plastic, suplex, lifting, vocation. I'm, I'm going to go with forklift operator. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh, I thought I was going to go three for three on the wild guesses. All right, what that do we got? Been wild. What's a plexor? Um, Tell me. A plexor is the name for the little hammer they use to check your knee um, oh. when you go to the doctor. So I would have accepted some kind of. It's funny because the other two answers, I would only accept one answer. This one, I would have accepted a couple different ones. Um, some people put like. Um, you know, like a therapist, like a, a um, physical therapist. Um, some people put doctor or nurse even, um, but it's basically the thing. Medical that they practitioner. Use. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just the, the name of the little hammer they use to check your reflexes on your knee. A they should call it a reflexor. What's the plex part? I don't, get, I don't know what that is. I didn't name it, Lee. I don't know, to be honest with you. And I'd, and I'd, be, I'd be scared to hazard a guess. Fair enough. Okay. Well, my third question and final question for this round for you is a question about toys. In celebration of the Orlando ToyCon yeah. that was at this uh, this past weekend, I was looking for one of these, but I couldn't find one at the ToyCon, unfortunately. The Beach Bomb, a 1969 Hot Wheels microbus featured on an episode of Pawn Stars, is one of the rarest Hot Wheels models with only having two known in existence, and is of what color? The Beach Bomb, a 1969 Hot Wheels microbus featured on an episode of Pawn Stars, is one of the rarest Hot Wheels models in the world, only having two known in existence, and it is of what color? I have no idea. Um... This is one of those, you either know it or you don't, but I tried to write it in a way that you could at least hazard a guess. Well, yeah, I mean, because there's only so many colors in the world. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance of just kind of closing your eyes and shooting and hitting the target. Um, Beach Bomb is a micro bus. Yep. It's got two surfboards sticking out of the back. Kind of a cool little Hot Wheel toy. Well, surfboards sitting out of the back... Can I hear the question one more time? Absolutely. The Beach Bomb, a 1969 Hot Wheels microbus featured on an episode of Pawn Stars, is one of the rarest Hot Wheels models in the world, only two known in existence, and is of what color? I mean, so with the surfboard sitting, it almost sounds like a Woody, um, which, you know, for the time of surfing, like, you know, when the Beach Boys were a thing, it was just like a wood green. Um, which isn't a color, but of course, surfing and, you know, beach kind of automatically brings to mind yellow, um, yellow sand, yellow sun, or not yellow sand, but you know, white sand. I don't know. Just when I think of, I guess, cause of the sun, when I think of the beach, I think of yellow, I'm just going to say yellow. It's a good sus, but sorry. That's incorrect. The correct answer is pink. Is a pink uh, microbus. 
Of course. Yeah. And valued at $150,000. Fuck off. Yeah. Probably, uh, well, just a fraction of those F1 cars, but they're certainly worth more than many real cars that you could drive how, and operate. How and, did we get here? <laughs> Pawn stars, baby. Let me, let me just, for a second, I mean, not to get all fucking weird, but like, if when you stop and you think about just kind of like everything in the world, aside from the stuff that we need to survive, every the the worth of everything we just totally make up, and it's just so insane to me. And I mean, God love them that they have something that they're passionate about and the money, I guess, to buy them. But the fact that we let a piece of like die cast metal with some fake wheels be worth more than some families will make in an entire three or four years is just insane to me. At <laughs> least this is die cast metal with wheels, man. I think some NFTs have sold for uh, more than this. Don't even get me started on that shit. I mean, I knew that shit was a fucking scam from the get go. And it's like, you can, I, I still, I still don't feel like I fully understand NFTs because you were, you could see them still. It wasn't like no one gets to see it or like that Wu-Tang album that Martin Shkreli bought. Mm -hmm. It's like, that is like, oh, you could just buy it and hold it to yourself and no one else would ever hear it. And I guess at least you can say that's like something, but like, they'd be like, check out this NFT that I have that you can buy. And it's like, but I just saw it. <laughs> I could just take a picture of it and be like, cool. But like owning it means something it's it, man. It's wow. It's just, there's some questions I have about the way we're doing things. <laughs> yeah. Well, the value here, I don't know that it's been sold. It was valued at $150,000. It might've been sold for, for that amount, but there, there are two. And I think it's, yeah, the rarity and the fact that this is uh, actually connected to early hot wheels history, since it's like a prototype from the original set. Uh, I don't think that they actually released it. So there's a, uh, it's, it's a scarcity thing for this. That's, that's inflating it. But yes, even at Orlando toy con with, about 40% of the vendors there dealing exclusively in die cast metal cars. No beach bomb, unfortunately. Uh, well, I did meet Sting, though. Well, look. The beach bomb I'd, of my heart. I'd, I'd much rather. I'm not even a wrestling guy, and I'd rather, I'd rather meet Sting than own the beach bomb, aside from being able to sell it, I guess, for that much money. Uh, but you know, uh, again, I guess, I guess it is what it is, but God, that's fucking insane that we just like collectively decided, well, there's only two of this pink micro bus. And so it's worth $150,000. Jesus. God damn. I mean, like with an instrument or something, you can be like, well, this was crafted from these woods. You know, you can put together like how much time was and and how much you know money that time is worth for the specific luthier and you can kind of be like well look so here's the deal it's going to cost us much money maybe some percentage on top of it you've got this instrument that's finely crafted but it's not like this was made out like it's not made from like the metal from one of the twin towers or something it's not like something that is so like even the fucking Princess Diabetes baby 
is more of like a an emotional thing. It's just like this. It just happens to be that there's not many around. And well, so, like I, like I said, there was you know at this toy con, a lot of the vendors were just diecast you know uh, car people that were there. So this yeah. to them, this means something because it's a part of the establishing history of right. you know their passion and stuff like that. So to them, this is the Princess Die Hot Wheel, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I I was equating it to like an actual like person and event, not yeah. that it's rare. But I, I do I do get it. Everybody's got their thing. Everybody's got a thing they like to collect and do. Things um, are valued at what we ascribe them to be. Well, that's what I, that's yeah. the beginning of my that's the beginning of my rant. It's just crazy right. that that we ascribe these values and the values sometimes are one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a toy. Yeah, uh, but I, you know, hey, <laughs> that is a pretty high ticket cost. For Hot Wheel, in my opinion. In my humble opinion. Yeah, IMHO. Lee, take us out of this fucking round, huh? Yeah, we're taking a break. That's exactly what we're doing. And we're going to come back with a rate to my question. We got a voicemail. I am going to try to not show you the answer before we get there. I have not seen the answer either. But we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with that and our final questions of the episode. Okay, we're back. We've got a rate my question here. Let's have a listen. Hey, Mark C and Mr. Lee. This is Uncle Ruckus from the Discord calling in with a rate my question. It is the fourth category, so sorry, Kyle, if you're on this episode. I'll give you five seconds after I read the question, and then I will give you the answer. What championship West franchise was hosted by the Cleveland Indians in 1974 for Tencent Beer Night, resulting in public nudity, riots, and an all-out brawl between players and fans? Wow. I mean, let's, let's play that again. What championship West franchise was hosted by the Cleveland Indians in 1974 for Tencent Beer Night? resulting in public nudity, riots, and an all-out brawl between players and fans. Well, I want to start off by saying Uncle Ruckus. Great question. Um, Love that you told us how you were going to do the answer. Whole nine yards. Great stuff. Uh, Do not know the answer. I I have heard about this, and I do know about it, and I think somewhere in the recesses of my mind, I know this. Um... Did he say championship baseball team or champion championship lists? So no championship ever. No championship. Um, they were hosted by the Cleveland Indians for 10 cent beer night in 1974. Yeah. Does that mean that they've since had a championship victory or I, I think he's saying they're still, cha- I, I would say yeah. the way he worded it. He should have said at, at the time championshipless. Yeah, or then championshipless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hmm. there's not many teams that fit so, that bill, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel that's right. Um, so there are some teams that were not around. Um, 
you know, we have, uh, you know, like the Marlins, the Marlins. Yeah. A couple of other teams like that team that hasn't won a championship. So, I mean, there are definitely a lot of teams that have won championships. Um, you know, the Red Sox, Mm-hmm. Even the Cubs have won a championship, haven't the they? Cubs. Now it's interesting that you say Cubs because I, I was thinking the answer was in Chicago, and I like you was like, oh well, you know, the Cubs have won, but I don't know if the White Sox have. Hmm. Now, not even during those Michael Jordan years. Yeah, known for his uh, baseball acumen. Yeah, sarcasm. His low baseball IQ. <laughs> Hashtag sarcasm. Um, some athletes can do it all, and some can just do one really well, really, really well. <laughs> um, now I can't. I was it Wrigley Field that had the burning of the yes that was the disco burning disco burning Mm -hmm. this question reminds me of that but i don't don't know that it's the same thing god i remember hearing this story 74 that's a little early for disco burning isn't it didn't 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 that event kind of signal the end of the disco era in a sense I, I, i was just wondering if maybe i'm conflating chicago stories is what i was getting at Gotcha. Um, so, you know. How about the Oakland A's? Did they win a championship? They were really good for a while. Did, did they, they win? win? A cha- I know. I know. I know in the movie Moneyball, they ended up not winning. They made it to the championships, but I think the Red Sox beat them. Which is where I get my baseball knowledge from. Moneyball. Only. Exclusively Moneyball. <laughs> that comprises about 30% of my knowledge. The rest is uh, trivia research. It was a great movie, though. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, so, I mean, you know, there was some time there, was some time there when Jose Canseco was on the team. Mm-hmm. And um, Dennis Eckersley, I think, who was a really good pitcher. Uh, there was some time, you know. There was there was some time there where they might have won. The, uh, you know, the other thing about the White Sox is, I feel like something about Illinois and Ohio. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like being right not by each other, yeah. causing like you know, because I picture you're probably you probably want a team that will travel well i mean i guess like people in the same area you know but a lot of times you know when you, the whole thing about having you know a home team is or like you know your p- team playing at home is that they have the advantage of having more fans but you know a ride like that i could see a lot of people making that drive chicago just immediately came to my mind I don't know, man. What do you think? I I mean, the White Sox, that sounds good to me. I feel like I'm more sure about the A's having achieved a championship in the past than the White Sox. So 
I'm, I'm cool with uh, I mean, we can think of other teams um there's the baltimore orioles see and the thing is is like some of these teams are are really good like when they had oral hershizer and when they had calrican jr um i don't know if they ever won a championship the Toronto Expos? Blue Jays. Oh yeah, the Expos aren't a team anymore, right? But in '74, well, I, I again, I, I would kind of take umbrage with him saying championship, championshipless team. It kind of implies that they still exist. Yeah, sort of. Not to say that he's like that. That you know, I take a big big issue with it but i would say that it's kind of uh maybe maybe it is the blue jays have the blue jays ever won a championship i don't know toronto canadians are too nice to fight after drinking that much beer hmm the braves have won the red Sox have won the cubs have won rangers the Rangers have won. The Nationals weren't around. Texas teams. Um, any other Texas teams? There's the the Rangers and the Astros. Astros. I think the Astros have won. I think the Astros won. Phillies, they've won, right? Yep. Though as far as like Fighting. the only other team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Um, they fit the bill for the other half of that question. They really do. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Philadelphia sports fans. I do not like your Philadelphia sports teams. And I know you don't care and you love it. You love to be hated, but ugh. Gross. The Phillies, I think, might be the only baseball team to wear their jersey numbers on their sleeve during uh, regular games, not with like a special uniform. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm feeling either the Blue Jays. I feel I feel almost more that they're championshipless than the White Sox. Well, we should not my, go my by that alone. I, mean, I know. Well, my vote is for the White Sox. You All can right. if if you want to go Blue Jays, we can. But let's go with the White Sox. All you right. introduced it early. Maybe there's a reason for that. Let's see what happens. What championship West? franchise was hosted by the Cleveland Indians in 1974 for Tencent Beer Night, resulting in public nudity, riots, and an all-out brawl between players and fans. The Texas Rangers. Oh, it is the Texas Rangers. Really? The Texas Rangers? I guess they never won a uh, championship. Didn't they have Nolan Ryan? They did. And, you know, it's funny because I watched the Nolan Ryan documentary and I know that he never won a Cy Young Award, which is an absolute fucking joke. But I did not know. I thought that they had won a championship, but I guess not. Damn. I'm double checking this. Oh, (laughs) Lee, who has watched exactly one hour of baseball in his entire life, is like, I don't believe it. Hold the fucking phone. That's what what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm holding my phone. I'm scrolling through it. Achievements. It's true. They had to give themselves their own awards. Jesus Christ. Wow. They won 
American League pennants twice in 2010 and 2011. And they've won seven West Division titles. But no World Series victories. So Well, shit. We mentioned them. But we just assumed we they were. We just assumed Nolan Ryan had that in the bag. I guess. Yeah, Spicked I uh, did not realize that they were winless, as far as that's concerned. As far as championships are concerned, so uh, I mean, I, I mean, Texans will definitely have that uh, fight in them. They got that dog in them. Boy, howdy! Indeed, great question. Yeah, it is a great question. We should give it our our formal ratings here. The only thing I can think of is it would be nice to say even like a, you know, a a West team or, you know, something like that. Um, Even if you gave like the division, um, but uh, like, you know, National League, American League, League, whatever. Um, But I mean, you know, it's. In the sports world, it's a well-known story and a funny story. I'll give it a flat A. Okay. You know, I uh, I rate mine on the Pibs X scale. Popular. Oh, do you? Yes, I do. But in case this is your first episode, you should know that Pibs X stands for popular, interesting, built-in hint, short and sweet, and as Dallas proclaimed it, the X factor, which means it's sussibility. And I'm going to give this a full capitalized pibs x i think this is a great question mark's uh suggestion to include the uh the division or the league i think is uh that's fine you could do that make it a little bit easier if you want but i also don't know that it's uh necessary as this is uh i've I've definitely heard this story this is a pretty famous story but could not remember the teams involved but I like this question quite a bit. I'm going to give Uncle Ruckus a Pibs X on this installment. What is the built-in hint? Championshipless. Hmm. I mean that that narrows it down quite a bit, you know, and that's that played into our sus a little bit, you know. Um, like right. I said, I mean, maybe you could give a lowercase B on that one. Maybe you could, but I'm just, I just I just like this question, so I'm just giving it a Pibs. It up. is a great question. It is a great question. And if you'd like to write us with your own rate my question or miscorrection, please do so at no nonsense trivia at gmail.com or give us a call at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six. Lee, I'm ready. All right. My last Sock question of our quiz for you. We do have one more of Mark's questions coming up after this, but my last question for Mark and for you listeners at home. Is a British literature question. Brit lit. British, Brit lit, as it is uh, sometimes shown on class selection, course selection forms in high school and college. Which tragic play, written in the early 17th century, is about a mythological monarch from British lore and is widely used, I'm sorry, and is widely considered one of the greatest works of literature? Of all time. Which tragic play written in the early 17th century is about a mythological monarch from British lore and is widely considered one of the greatest works of literature of all time? I have no idea. Um, I know when you talk about people that are the greatest works 
blah, blah, blah of all time. Bill, old Billy Shakespeare comes up quite a bit. And when you think of monarchs, I think of kings. And when I think of Shakespeare and I think of kings, I think of King Lear. So I'm going to say King Lear. That is correct. Holy shit. Well done. (laughs) King Lear. Only 12% of my teams getting that right. Many writing down. Seriously. Hamlet, who is a Danish monarch, or Macbeth, a Scottish monarch that would fit the bill. But King Lear, King the Lear. British monarch of that trio. Um, of course, uh, Shakespeare's written about other British monarchs, but this one's specifically about from British lore. Not a uh, not a real monarch here. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it was... So was it of British lore before he wrote King Lear? I don't know or that, was actually. The lore, not- did the lore begin with him? I would guess that uh, this was... I would guess that it was before him and he fleshed it out, so to speak. Decided, you know what? Mm-hmm. Papa's going to add a little spice to this bad boy. I think so. Oh. All right. Well. Might need some more research on that. If you know more, please, uh, please write it and let us know. All right, Lee, here's your last question for me. And the last question of uh, this podcast today, what artificially sweetened soft drink created by the Coca-Cola company was a favorite of president Lyndon B. Johnson, who is rumored to have gone so far as to have a tap or a button installed so that he could get it whenever he wanted. Hmm. Can I hear that one more time, please? You can hear it two more times if you want, maybe even three or four. Just once will be fine. I think. What artificially sweetened soft drink created by the Coca-Cola company was a favorite of President Lyndon B. Johnson, who is rumored to have gone so far as to have a tap or a button installed so that he could get it whenever he wanted. I'm not going to make you read the whole thing, but did you say artificially flavored or artificially sweetened? Artificially sweetened. Sweetened. Which means... It sucks when you just make it and don't sweeten it. <laughs> it tastes bitter and gross. And so it needed to be artificially sweetened after the fact. Because at first I was thinking maybe it was Fanta. I know that they created uh, Coca-Cola created Fanta out of uh, necessity during World War II when they weren't allowed to do business with Germany. So they just had their factories in Germany make Fanta out of uh, you know fruit rinds and stuff like that. But I think that's where the sweetness comes from, is from the fruit that they used, probably. There's Coke. There's Sprite. Gosh, I'm so out of the soda loop. I wonder if I can uh, separate PepsiCo and and Coca-Cola here. I know Mountain Dew is on the Pepsi side. So Mellow Yellow? Is that the Coke one? Uh, Barks? Root Beer? That would need some sweetening, probably. My man's in it. I think Mug is on the Pepsi side. Barks? Sprite? It's going through it. Mm, artificially sweetened. Invented by Coca-Cola. What else is there? Seagram's ginger ale? Fruitopia? That's a little early for LBJ. Or a little late, I should say. 
I don't know, man. I, I, I want to say Bark's Root Beer, because I could see that tasting bad before being artificially sweetened, but Root Beer seems so ubiquitous that it would it would, it would would be, like, a bit gauche for Coke to be like, we invented Bark's Root Beer. Maybe it is Sprite. Sprite was earlier than, I think 7-Up was a reaction to Sprite. I'm going to go with Sprite. Sorry, that's incorrect. Mm. Sprite is not artificially sweetened the way I'm I'm meaning it. Mm. Artificial sweetener, of course, being, you know, aspartame, something like that. Oh, okay. The correct answer is Fresca. Oh, right, Fresca. right, right, right. I forgot that uh, Fresca. Yeah, that was... I don't know if it predated Diet Coke, but it was it was considered to be like a, a healthy version of soda because it didn't have uh, cane sugar in it. Which That's correct? <laughs> I think we uh, we've discovered since that aspartame is not great for you either. You know, I will say. <laughs> so, if there's one thing that I'm like uh, that I've been conspiracy theorist at all about. Um, for the most part, it's been aspartame. I bought a documentary called uh, Sweet Misery. Uh, that's like one of those documentaries that like somebody made and like, you know, had a, a small, small batch. Um, and I know that correlation does not equal causation. And I know and I've never, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I wouldn't like knock Diet Cokes out of people's hands or anything. You know, I let people do whatever they want to do. But there was just something weird about aspartame to me. And whenever I drank the it, taste, th- well, I, yeah, too. And like, whenever I drank it or like tasted it, I would feel a little funky. And then I, I heard this thing and I bought this thing. And I think like the amount of breast cancer in women shot up the year tab became, uh, you know, that came out. And again, I know that correlation doesn't equal causation. I know that we can't sit there and say, well, that, you know, because of this, then that, and that's that, but always seemed a little fishy to me. I would, you know, I would, I, I would drink something with Splenda in it maybe or whatever, but stayed away from aspartame. And now obviously, uh, some new, new information is coming to light and I haven't looked too deep into it cause I'm not fucking with it one way or another. Um, but man, that's uh that's some shit. Fresca. 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 Yeah. Well, and just so you know the button was to have someone bring him a fresca. He had a, either a tap so he could mm-hmm. just pour it straight into a gl- cup himself or a button so he can be here's my fresca button. And someone would rush in and bring him a fresca. I love that the president is so easily owned by a flavor. He's like I just need to have this all the time. I need to have this I'm not great switching it up. Drink. I'm not having Sprite. I'm not having Coke. I'm drinking Fresca nonstop whenever I want it. I want grapefruit and I want it now. <laughs> Mark, thank Please. you for joining me. Thanks for a great set of questions on this 252nd. You were right. The palindrome episodes are fantastic. And uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please join us for new episodes by subscribing to the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the No-No in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you could support the podcast directly by buying some merch. There's a link 
in the show notes for that, or you can support us on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page, giving you access to bonus content, our full library of episodes, and more. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a big thanks to our Pibs Masters, Kaz, Rick G, Adam, a.k.a. Dr. A.G.E., Sam Spencer, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim at Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Gil. Our team captains, Ed, Hayden, Matt, Skyler, Kristen Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and DHX3. As I mentioned earlier, if you'd like to write us with a no note, a rate my question, or a miscorrection, you can do so at no nonsense trivia at gmail.com or give us a call at 1 356 6966. And please don't forget to give us a follow on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at no nonsense trivia, and on Twitter at no non trivia. Want to hang out with us throughout the week? We have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five stars only, please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week.